You're listening to the Quince podcast. The Indo-China border tensions show no signs of ebbing even months after the military standoff at the Galwan Valley began in June this year. The diplomatic dialogues and consensus reached between the countries to de-escalate Indian and Chinese troops' engagement at the LAC seem to be stuck in a stalemate as the action moves from the northern bank of Pangongso, which is a lake between Tibet and India, to the southern bank near the Rakhine La Pass. The recent commander-level talks also appear to have been inconclusive as New Delhi and Beijing continue to be involved in a sharp exchange of accusations about who violated what after the Indian forces claimed to have occupied certain areas near the southern bank. And this happened on the intervening night of 29th and 30th August in what the Indian Army described as a quote-unquote preemptive action when they saw PLA troops try to occupy the area. The Pangong sector has been a particularly contentious area since the PLA trespassed across the LSE in May and reports say that currently Indian troops remain on alert at the Chushul sector in Ladakh to thwart any instance of Chinese aggression. But what are the diplomatic repercussions of this flare-up? Without a breakthrough in de-escalation talks, what lies ahead for the troops especially since the harsh Himalayan winter is approaching? You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shalpuri. So let's start with a recap of what's been happening at the LAC since the last few days. Even as India and China have held multi-level talks to diffuse tensions at the border, as per reports in early August, China has been blatantly fortifying its infrastructure at the LAC. More troops, more tents, more patrol posts, more bunkers... And in response to this aggressive posturing, India has also deployed some armory of its own, such as T-90 tanks, light attack helicopters, etc. And on 31st August, the Indian Army issued a statement saying that they also, quote-unquote, thwarted Chinese intentions to unilaterally change facts on ground. Reporting from Leh, this is independent journalist Aditya Raj Kaul telling us about the recent developments that took place at the line of actual control. Since the last two to three days, there have been massive troop buildup and also developments at the line of actual control, very close to Chushul in the southern banks in the tip of the Pangong Lake area, which is strategically important both for India and China because China has already occupied the northern tip area, several heights out there. And now China wanted to also occupy the southern tip areas, which according to them is a disputed territory. But three days ago, on the night of 29th and 30th August, Indian intelligence agencies observed troop movement and also tank movement in the area and immediately swung into action. From New Delhi Army headquarters and also the chief of the national security apparatus gave orders to the specialized unit of the Indian Army to immediately uh, seek uh, uh, all action and immediately swung into action and also uh, took over the blacktop area and the crucial heights on the southern tip and the southern bank of the Pangong Lake area. This has jostled China. This has been an unexpected move for Beijing, for which it wasn't actually prepared. And that's why since then, there have been brigade commander level meetings. And not just that, on the night of 31st of August, China yet again tried to intrude 
and transgress in that particular area. But that move has been also thwarted by the Indian Army and the security forces uh, in the area very close to the line of actual control. Now, while the negotiations are on between India and China at the brigade commander level, China is certainly in no mood to negotiate or build some kind of a consensus. But there are conflicting reports from this episode. Although officially the Indian Army denied any contact between the troops at the southern bank, some other reports describe the incident as quote-unquote clashes or quote-unquote skirmishes between the Indian Army and the PLA. However, it has been established that both the troops are still engaged in an eyeball-to-eyeball position. Now, Pangongso is obviously a disputed territory with the LSE cutting right through the lake. While the Indian side claims that the LSE passes through Finger 8 on the northern bank, the Chinese side disagrees. We know that the northern bank has been bitterly contested since the standoff began, but what was restricted there has spilled over now. And the southern bank has become a flashpoint now for several reasons. It is said that it has a greater strategic importance. It provides access to eastern Ladakh. Safeguarding the area between the lake and the Chushul sector is also important as the Chinese side had launched an offensive from this area in the 1962 war. A report on the print also pointed out that further to the southeast of the Pangongso is the Spangor Gap which could be used by the PLA to advance towards Leh if it came to that. It also helps to hold this area, the report says, in terms of monitoring the activities in the northern bank. But moving on, reports say that the Special Frontier Force or the SFF was involved in the operations on the intervening night of 20th and 30th August when the Indian Army occupied certain advantageous positions near the southern bank. And here are some interesting points to note. The SFF consists of soldiers recruited from Tibetan exiles and formed into what are called Vikas Battalions. It's not an army unit but belongs to India's intelligence agency RAW and although its headquarters are near Saharanpur, it has a strong unit located in Leh as well. And most importantly, it's not normally deployed in military operations but covert action. So considering all these factors, what is the symbolic significance of having the SFF thwart Chinese malintentions? Manu Joshi, a distinguished fellow at the Observer Research Foundation, explains. I think the use of the special forces, the, what is they call the 2-2 force or the special frontier force, uh, is significant that they have Tibetans there. That was the purpose of this force in the first place. They were to be used in operations uh, in, in Tibet, uh, covert operations, uh, and they have never really been used in the past. Uh, their operational use has been uh, in, in uh, the Bangladesh war once. Uh, other uh, smaller operations may have taken place, uh, but this is the first time where the government has openly uh, acknowledged that the Tibetans have been used. What followed from this episode were fiery exchanges between India and China and more dialogues between the countries. But even as brigadier commanders from both sides were engaged in dialogues earlier on 31st August, the MEA accused China of taking quote-unquote provocative action in the same area again, which thanks to quote-unquote timely defensive action could also be thwarted. Now the militaries began the third round of talks at Chushul on 1st September to find a resolution. But what is the diplomatic repercussions of this flare-up? Mr. Joshi believes that these episodes are signalling that the situation at the border is far more delicate than it seemed to be. The diplomatic repercussions of this flare-up are quite significant uh, because they are now signalling that the situation is far more delicate than has been assumed uh, till now. Uh, 
and the fact that it is spreading geographically from the north bank of the Pangong So, uh, the action has gone down to the south of uh, Pangong So, where there never used to be a problem uh, earlier. Uh, so I think that the Sino-Indian diplomatic process uh, is under great strain because they are, at one hand, they say that they are, have, are discussing uh, de-escalation and disengagement, uh, but nothing really seems to be happening in the problem areas. With the onset of the Himalayan winter only a month away, both sides of the army have much more to plan now before it snows if the tensions don't diffuse anytime soon. And that includes arranging for adequate ration to deal with the six months of winter, the right kind of gear, the appropriate military transportation. So without a breakthrough in de-escalation talks, what lies ahead for the troops, especially since the harsh winter is approaching? And back to Mr. Joshi here. Well, the uh, without a breakthrough, uh, it means that this is a live border, meaning the uh, LAC till now uh, maintaining peace there, was a consequence of uh, the various agreements, the procedures, etc., uh, as well as mutual trust, in the sense that we knew where there were conflicting claims and we knew how to work around them. Uh, now everything is up in the air, and the result is that either side can make moves uh, along the LAC, and so both sides must be prepared uh, for some kind of. So this is a uh, situation of uh, uh, great uncertainty, I would say, uh, and has the potential of escalating. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.